Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm you guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today we have a wonderful guest, but before I get started, um, I definitely want to say is we live in interesting times. We live in times of fear, unrest, time of COVID, as we talk about later on in the next couple episodes, and we have been uh, a, a time of rights and stuff like that at the moment. So I want to put it out there on record, um, and I don't know what's going to, as of this recording, you know, everything's protesting, rioting, rioting, looters, all sorts of stuff. Please stay safe out there, fans, please. And if you will protest, if you are protesting, please just keep it peaceful. We just need peaceful protests. You know, hashtag Black Lives Matter. I'm going to put it out there. All sorts of stuff. That's the most political I'm ever going to get on the show. Just please stay safe. Please be, stay peaceful. These are interesting times. That's going to be its own history book. Thanks, everyone. Now, get into the show. Today, we have a wonderful guest. Today on the show, we have Kat Kalamia. Kat is out, a writer for DC Universe, so many different other things, so many books, so many news outlets, you know, DC Universe being one, and also a writer of comics, to say the least here too, which is why she's on the show. She has her own Kickstarter going on right now for Like Father, Like Daughter. It's a really good it's hero series, to say the least here, and she needs you guys' help, so go on Kickstarter, Like Father, Like Daughter, and go give some support right now, because it's a really, really good book. I like giving support to comic Kickstarters, because they're undiscovered gems, as I say in the podcast. We also give you guys some really good helpful hips hips tips and tricks for writing and such if you're in comics or, in, or film and a lot of other stuff and a lot of imagination inspiration sort of things we talk about it's a really good episode hopefully you guys enjoy it if you guys want to follow more on the show you guys can follow me at dakota morgan three on twitter or at dakota underscore morgan 97 on instagram and you guys can follow me on there to keep in touch with all the comic stuff i do podcast film all sorts of that but if you want to be extremely helpful subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify or comicchronicle.podbean.com for new episodes every monday with indie creators writers artists people from dc Marvel, all actors, writers, film writers, who knows what you're going to get on this show. Neither do I. It's always a mystery. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying it. Thanks. And hopefully you guys get something out of this episode because it's a really, really good one. And without further ado, here is my talk with Kat. Starting, maybe? Yes, it is recording. And like always, Kat, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Of course. And I'm going to voice crack. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... One of the things is you said you just got up a little bit, but I'm also just drinking my first cup of coffee for the day. So we're both just waking up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, and it's not even that like, like early here. It's 12 right now. And I woke up like 11 and I'm like, all right, I'm still getting the dust out of my eyes. I mean, are you in quarantine right now or no? Yeah, so I live in New York, so oh, we're shit. still in quarantine. Yeah, yeah for oh, a while. God. I actually went to uh, the park to play basketball. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know me. Like, I haven't played basketball in a while. I'm guessing you could play by yourself, and it'll be fine. And the hoops are gone. <laughs> so they oh, like really? just literally dismantled the hoops because they don't want anyone oh, to play. God. And the nets for, like, tennis are gone. I'm like, wow. Jesus. Still living the life. Ours in Phoenix right now, because I'm Arizona, but what happened over here is they're all taped off with, like, police line, do not cross. So it looks like a murder scene happening. You're like, oh, Jesus. I forgot about it a few months ago. I was driving past the park, and I was in the inner Chicago, and me was like, oh, my God, who got killed? Oh, no, it's Corona World. That's right. No one got killed. Well, yes. Yeah, right. And no. Oh, it, it looks so bad when you see crime tape all over a, a, a park. And it's like, oh, no, it's all right. It's just for, it's just for social distancing. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. 
That's uh, that's definitely the better option that they they did that. I mean, for our right. park, we were still able to walk around and stuff, which is nice. But it's just like, ah, I want to play basketball by myself. I'm not playing with anybody. Just let me let me shoot some hoops. Hey, you know, playing b-ball by yourself is actually very therapeutical. Shout yeah, out for to my sure. best friend of mine. He says it all the time. Like, if you do it with another person, it gets really competitive. Uh-huh. And, then, and then when it's by yourself, you're like, okay, this is my me time. Why people like playing um, FIFA, playing, and I like playing NHL sometimes by myself, just because you know what? You got some anger to take out. Hockey will do it. Oh, for sure, I agree. So I, you asked me to come onto the show, and I 100% said yes because I checked out your content. And Kat, I gotta say, I love it with a passion because it's really cool. And you do YouTube, and also you have a certain book coming out here really soon that we'll talk about. Yeah, and someone's already calling about it, but yes. <laughs> the fan mail that. has been answered. No, you're good. You're absolutely good. Uh, we There's been worse situations on the show, trust me. But you have you do all this stuff right now, so what has it been like for you being a YouTuber, especially in New York right now? Jesus, I have friends of mine who work at Marvel and DC in New York, but what was it like for you being a YouTuber right now? Is it interesting? Are you still, I mean, obviously we're not working today because it's Blackout Tuesday, apparently. And then... Are you usually working now, though? Um, so usually on Tuesdays, I well, I work for Newsarama, and I work for DC Universe as well. Yeah. And I'm very happy to say that Newsarama is uh, participating in the Blackout Tuesday. So I am not working for Newsarama uh, right now. I, I don't know if DC Universe is. I just haven't checked the site yet. Um, so I don't know. But I know I won't be doing any work. I don't have anything due today for them. So just to participate as much as I can for Blackout Tuesday, uh, I, I won't do any work for DC. Mm. Uh, and luckily enough, I don't have to do any work for Newsarama. Um, for YouTube, I, I won't be posting any videos today, but and I usually don't have any videos today for Tuesday, but even so, I, I try not to do something because obviously for an event like this. But uh, yeah, with coronavirus, things have definitely changed because I do mostly comics, and you know, comics hadn't, hadn't, haven't been released for what two months and and now they we're got starting extinct stuff yeah yeah oh, they, they went totally extinct. Got extinct oh it's crazy and you miss what? them and then we're still not getting back into it until like honestly maybe october maybe the end of the year because i feel like yeah there are books coming out but they're all like the leftover books mm-hmm. it's true and so you basically what you're telling me is you're the nerd who won because you get to work for DC and Newsarama and stuff. I mean, you're obviously a writer unless you're doing artwork articles, but you're a writer for these guys. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I write for Newsarama um, and DC Universe. So for Newsarama, I mostly do interviews, which is really like the best thing for a writer and a comic writer is that I get to interview like. Well, what's interesting is for Newsarama, I, I still do like all different articles, but mostly they're DC beat reporter. So I interview uh, mostly DC creators, but then I also do like Boom and Marvel and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a blast. I get to talk to, you know, like Scott Snyder on the phone and, and talk about comics, which is just a dream come true. And then for DC Universe, I do, um, so everything that we write about is stuff that's on the site. And usually it takes about a year for the comics to catch up. So we're talking about comics from a year ago and what's on the site. And then, you know, also like big comics. Like I just did an article on Identity Crisis and, and stuff like that and Watchmen. Like I could do do articles like that. So that's that's pretty fun. And I would say that's the site that for me 
hadn't been affected for COVID in at least that regard. We obviously did COVID type articles, but like the content, because we don't do new books on there, it, it hadn't changed as much, which was nice. That's good though. That's good. And as a writer yourself, you got to be, I, I will admit, I've taken a lot, interviewing a lot of people over comics over the past few years on the show. I have to admit it. I've taken a lot of stuff that they've given, like a lot of motivational advice, advice for in writing and such as in scripts and being a writer and such. You got to be taking the same information I am from these guys and gals of like, okay, this is how you do it and bring it to your own shit. You have to be. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. you always learn from the best. And I think what I've learned is that you're, you're never going to be perfect. And, you know, you could always improve on your craft. I think that's what the top thing I've learned. And I guess also if you want to break into the industry is just keep on writing. Um, that's always. Yeah. Uh, and also like try and put your stuff out there and, you know, try your best to, to put your content out there and, and get eyes on it. You probably know the name is Mark Menarden. Do you remember that? Do you know that writer? I don't actually. What what did they write? Uh, he's written for DC a couple times, and then he's written stuff for. Um, oh, why am I drawing a blank on the name? It's oh, I just had it. Oh shit. Um, it's the fantasy one where it's like fantasy meets our world in London in 1920s sort of thing. Uh, oh, I think I read that. It, it's no, like it's, an um, image comic. No, it's actually a TV show. Uh, it's like oh, a TV show on Amazon. Show. Oh, okay. God. What is... I can't think of the name. Shit. Uh, but he's written stuff for that, and he's written a few other television shows. He's writing Picard right now. He works with Kevin Smith on his uh, Batman Beyond show. Oh, and that's cool. He's interviewed a lot of writers, and this thing I've taken from him, one of the many things is, if you're a writer or you're a wannabe writer, then write. And that actually means so much. It, people outside business people are like, what? That makes sense. Inside business, business people like you and I are saying, oh, wait a minute. That's true. Because as writers, how many times like, oh, I'm going to do this. And we never do. Yeah, it's true. To, to get that motivation sometimes, it, it's hard. But no, it, you know, I go to conventions. A lot of people come up to the table and uh, say, hey, like, you know, how do I become a writer? Or I really want to write a comic. And I say, cool. Did you like start writing anything? They're like, no. And I'm like, oh, you know, try doing it. You know, go write. And I'm like, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's, you know, you probably won't be a writer then. But, you know, it, I think for a lot of people that aren't writers, they think it's just the idea and like that makes you a writer. But writing is when you don't want to write. That That's what makes you a writer is pushing through the things that you don't want to write, the stuff that's not fun, and then get to the fun stuff and figure out what your story is. So, you know, it's obviously a job and it's it's a hard job. What are those things you don't want to write? I have mine, and they're probably not what you think. So I'm curious, what are your things? Or like when you're writing a script, they're like, oh, man, I got to drudge through this. I know they're going to love it, but, man, I do not want to write this type of stuff. But mm. I would say the stuff that I don't know if it's what I don't want to write, but it's at least the hardest is when um, you kind of build up to a conversation that is the most important conversation of the comic. And oh, you're like, yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah. And I think it's more of like the fear of like not getting it right. You're like, Oh my God. Like I just, I, I know what I want to do, but I don't, you know, I don't want to screw it up. So I think that's kind of the hardest. And then also just navigating maybe like connecting the dots, like putting the, pu the puzzle piece together. Like, okay, I know this needs to happen and this needs to happen, but how do I get there? Um, so I would say, like, sometimes the middle of the book is the hardest. Oh, my it's God, like, oh. yes. 
<laughs> yes, you're like, oh my, okay, so we have one really good thing, and we have this another good thing coming up, and I'm gonna can't wait till I write it, and I can't wait to see it come to life, especially in comics. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. Shit, I have to build there first. Crap. How do I do this? Like, yeah, you just oh. take ten showers, and and you're like, oh, oh finally, I got showers? the idea. <laughs> no, just I wish. I, I, when you said that, I picture you sitting there in a Spider-Man costume with pizza on, in the tub, just taking a shower, just talking into the Spider-Verse version. Just like, oh, we'll think of that'd it. be amazing. I wish, I wish. No, but I, honestly, sometimes, like, being away from the, like, be, the honest, like, uh, thought mm -hmm. of that is, like, being away from the computer, because, like, that's the one place that you get all your ideas, because you're, like, not distracted by anything, and you, you let yourself meditate. So I think if you're really stuck, do something that allows you not to have a distraction and for me I listen to music so I'll just do something that's not like near the computer and like have a playlist so I don't touch and be like oh let me pick the next song um and just listen to music and be like okay what do I want to do and, and kind of let my mind uh go where it needs to go I like it I like uh so what music do you listen to because I listen to film music like uh, film scores and such like that and that seems to help so much is that the type of music you listen to, or is it like more? I'm gonna, if it's like Lady Gaga, I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> Just saying. Not Lady Gaga, um, but I think it depends. It depends on oh. the the story. Okay, that's mm, that's true. Or shoot, I will be. I will admit it now because one of my books I write is Operation Kaiju Shield for SGJS Comics, a company I work for, and it's giant monsters in Vietnam. I will admit, oh. it's it's a that's a fun one to write. Let me tell you, if I ever want to escape from reality. That's the book I really want to write. Um, and so whenever I'm writing that one and turning in the script for it, I, I, this is going to be somewhat embarrassing, but really high nerd level. I have a Godzilla film score radio station on Pandora. Just for oh, the I one I wrote that, that book. Oh, I've never said that to anybody. That's like my secret, like my Pandora playlist, if you look at it. It's like film scores, Five Finger Death Punch, Linkin Park. This is a whole lot of like names dropping right there. And then Godzilla film score. And you're like, wait, what? What what is happening here? Then hey, it goes to Lady Gaga. You have a diverse palette. Yeah, it, music really helps us out. I think a lot more than people realize too. You know. Hey folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you, go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics, it's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address, 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them, drawntocomics.com, or find them on social media, and the number is 623-847-90. 9-0. You give him a call. Definitely, guys. I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too. So it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. Oh, for sure. It, 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 for me, I mean, for some people, they're like, I can't listen to music at all. It distracts me. For me, it, it makes all the distractions around me 
I don't have to hear it. So I'm able to tune it out. I am a person who can listen to music with words while I, uh, while I work. Oh, so, you, are, um, so, yeah. you, you are seriously the superwoman around us. Cause that is, Oh, Oh, you're, that's impossible. How do you do that? I don't know. Honestly, I used to, when I was a kid when I used to study, I, uh, that's what I did. Like I listened to music that I just liked that I would have a playlist and, I just wouldn't be able to study unless I had something with words uh, to listen to. And there's like, I wrote a book and I, you know, uh, it, the first two issues are out. I'm trying to pitch it around and it's all done. It's actually all drawn too. Uh, and it's all finished, but it's called, they call her dancer. And that was a book that I had to listen to score more because it's, it's a psychological book. It's about this woman who uh, it's kind of a twist on Batman in a way. So it's this mm. woman who witnessed her, her parents die and instead of Batman, you know, Batman's like, I'm going to be this hero and never deal with my shit. So this this girl, we, we get to see kind of this moral compass of her realizing. Uh, so she she also kills people. So the end oh, of this you want. Yeah, so she Very kills people. Cat. You're just like, I know. Thing. There's good messages in it, but she kills people. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so she she kills people. So she's a dancer and assassin. That It's called, they call her a dancer. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting mix. And in the end of issue one, she uh, kills a set of parents, and we you know we find out throughout the book that that's why she's an assassin because her parents died, and she wants to do the right thing and kill the people that you know killed her parents pretty much. And then she realizes, oh shit, I'm not a good person. Like I just killed somebody, and I did the same thing to a girl that was done to me. So kind of the narrative is about do I continue to do this? Am I good or bad? And I listened to a lot of like score for that just because it was like classic dance and um just the type of story it was psychological but then for my current book the the one i have a kickstarter for um i listen to like a lot of rock music or uh, really anything um for me I, I have a pretty diverse palette for uh music so one moment i'll be listening to like green day and the next i'll listen to like yes. hamilton so <laughs> wow that's definitely the yeah. switch there yeah i have a pretty diverse palette for music but i like that i, yeah. I like all different stuff and i think you could appreciate all different genres of music at all different artists oh you have to i mean if you don't appreciate all art oh i take that back there's some that are definitely weird oh not weird there's a, there's a whole bucket of worms right there. I We could open up, but we're not going down the porn internet route. Uh, but, but yeah, so you, where, how did you get started? Before we get into the books, I really want to get into your books. Before we get started, though, into that, I really want to know, like, how did you, because I used to do article writing for a few different companies and such, for news and therapy and such as well. How did you get started into it? Wow. Um. So in high school, so I'm 25 now, Um. in high school I did... The YouTube channel. So I did comic reviews and it was just for fun. Like I enjoyed doing it and I obviously still enjoy doing it. So I did that. And then when I went to college, I knew I wanted to do something in media, but I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. So I took a journalism class and I was like, oh, this is fun. And I got my minor in journalism and I did communications. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, as I graduate, I'll get a journalism job and I write about comics. So I, I applied to uh, Newsarama actually, and I was able to get my first gig there. And, and I've, I obviously still work for them um, and, and been able to work my way up. And then I got to, to know people and know the industry more. And I got to write for IGN 
for a little while when they did their comic reviews. Uh, sadly, they ended their comic reviews, which is why I don't work for them anymore. Um, I worked for Fandom. Um, I did an internship for TV Guide and New York One while I was in college. Uh, and then, you know, as I, not that I dislike journalism, I really do like journalism, but as I kind of like grew in my career, I, I think I realized um, I, I want to do more creative writing and, and more of writing. So I went to get my master's in, in TV writing. So I uh, graduated for that last year. Uh, so I do have a master's in TV writing Wow! and then, uh, yeah, just doing like comic stuff and, and writing comics. I've been doing that since college. I've been writing like follow my daughter. So, uh, and just continuing to, to try to push and, and doing all the stuff I love and doing journalism and doing, uh, comics and, and writing some TV scripts as well. I relate so hard to that because you're all awesome. over the place and uh -huh. I definitely am too. Cause that's a good story. I like it though. I like it, but I, I work in television, film, many different aspects of those of writing, acting, all sorts of stuff. And then also comics and podcasts. It's all over the place. But if you love to create, you want to do as much as you can. Yeah. And yeah. I think also just knowing where you want to go with it and just, uh, hmm. understanding your path and yeah, exactly. So have you always been a comics fan or was it something you discovered later on in life? Cause some people having the show are like, oh, I discovered it two years ago. You're writing fucking Batman and you discovered comics two years ago. I've failed at life. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, no, I've been a comic fan all my life. So my dad got me into comics when I was a, a really little kid. I honestly don't even remember how old I was because that's how young I how young I was. Uh, and then, yeah, the media, you know, media helps you too. like you, you're it, with our like for me as someone who's 25, like we all grew up with it. it you know, you had Batman, you had Static Shock, you had T-Titans, you had X-Men Evolution, you had Justice uh, League I mean, Unlimited. Yeah, Justice League yeah. Unlimited. You had all these shows that you didn't even notice were comic shows. And you're like, oh, where can I find more of that character? And then you, because my dad liked comics, it was easier to get that avenue to get into comics. And then I love the first Spider-Man movie, the Tobey Maguire one. And I was like, oh, I love oh. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. That's, That's good. great. So, you're, so, I mean, you're only two years older than me. I'm 23. So you're only two years older. So you're, at, you're in the same spot where we're the... Someone, there's a term for it. I can't fucking remember what it was. I think they're the, we're the media kids or the TV kids of comic are fans. Are we? Uh, yeah, that we're, that's what we are, apparently. That definitely makes sense to me. Yeah. Because I think even if you don't like comics, someone has seen, you know, X-Men Evolution or Teen Titans. Like, even if you're not into it, you're like, yeah, I saw that show as a kid. Exactly. And there was a an, uh, Marvel guy I talked to a while ago um, for X-Men, Believe, uh, you mix them up all the time, and coffee is not kicked in yet. But the thing is, he said, you know, I'm actually looking forward to see what people like you guys bring, the young, younger generation, because you guys grew up on all the TV, the movies, all of that. And then also, you got to actually have technology and have the internet, so you get to know and get behind the scenes of creators. So True. what big yeah. stuff can you guys take from that and then put it in? It's the same thing with film. I get told that all the time in film. Like, you are going to be doing so much good shit, and... I get told I do, but, you know, you take the information of behind-the-scenes movies that we have nowadays, you know, interviews, these podcasts that we do, and the interviews that you've done, I do, all that sort of stuff out there, you know, that's information being out in the world. Creators like ourselves, we take that and then put it in our own thing, and we have so much of it now, so who knows what you can create with it. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see what the our generation's gonna bring. I don't know if there's enough creators from our generation that are big yet. That's true. But I'm sure <laughs> it's true. gonna yeah, I'm sure it's gonna happen soon sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of age thing, um, did you ever watch this is a total tangent, but I I just thought about this and maybe you might enjoy it. Did you ever watch uh, Hannah Montana? Yeah. Growing so up, sure. Yes, and apparently the guy who played her brother is the same age as John Cena, 43 years old. I'm not surprised. Uh, I that's that's how the Disney crew <laughs> they they usually do it. That's crazy. Oh, oh. So you, we have to talk about your book. So I'm very interested in this because I look, I was looking at it like, okay, okay, and it's one that has a Kickstarter going on right now, and I'm really interested in it, and I love promoting people with uh, Kickstarters for comics and stuff like that because, you know, we're all creatives. We all have different venues. And Kickstarter has been something that really put out some really good content. So like, tell us a little bit about the fans about your book. Yeah, sure. So the current Kickstarters for like Fallout Daughter, uh, we're up to issue six right now. And um, I used to work for Shortfuse Media and um, this is my first Kickstarter doing it on my own, which is pretty cool. And I actually have a crossover with Shorefuse later in the month uh, with one of their books, which is uh, promoted on the Kickstarter. But um, oh, yeah, so uh, the book's about a high school girl. Father left her to become a full-time superhero. Everyone in the world loves him, except for her. And then she inherits his abilities. And as the story goes on, um, I would say like the first four issues, which uh, we have available in a trade, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and we get to see... Uh, Jim is the father's name and Casey is the, the girl's name. Uh, connect a bit. You know, it, it, what I wanted to do with the vulnerable, uh, which is the superhero name, is that uh, he's your classic Superman, right? Like he he wants to save mm -hmm. people and also your classic Spider-Man in some ways where he's like, I have to save everybody. It's my responsibility. And what happens when those people don't have a secret identity and they leave? They leave Clark Kent. They leave Peter Parker and mm. they're just Superman. They're just Spider-Man. And then they they think they're protecting their daughter by leaving because they're like, okay, I don't want supervillains to get in her life. I don't want her to be affected by the decisions I make. So I'm going to take my take myself out of the equation. And obviously that's not a good thing. He's he thinks he's being a good person by using his powers to help people, but he ends up, you know, not just well, I would say destroying his uh, daughter's life in some ways, or at least changing it. And then we we do get to see him reconnect and him be sorry for it or we at least learn information about why he did it and you get to see kind of the human side of him and obviously the human side of her and they you know she's starting to connect and be like okay maybe he's not as bad as i thought and uh things happen uh in issue five and uh which is already out so i guess i could kind of spoil it uh he gets kidnapped by the the villains so just mm. as they're starting to connect and we learn that, um, again, this is a huge spoiler alert, but this is an issue that's already out. Um, we learn that his, uh, her mom is actually part of the KGB and oh, has been, yeah, has been behind it all uh, from the beginning. So we, the single mom you thought that was just struggling along uh, is actually the villain of the story. And then issue six picks up on, uh, whoa, how? Because literally the, the cliffhangers, we find out she's part of the KGB. And then issue six, we, we kind of dive into her origins and her motives a little bit more. So that's the issue we're promoting right now. Wow. How many issues are you trying to get out of this series? Because it sounds like you can go on for a long time. 
That's what's cool about this one. So a lot of my other comics, I try to keep mini series just because they mostly want to pitch them and, and get them around. But this is my mm-hmm. baby. Uh, it's the ongoing superhero book. It's everything I love about superheroes of one. And uh, yeah, I, I would say go as long as I can and, and can make a profit out of it. And hopefully yeah. people keep enjoying it. Uh, so yeah, I would say keep going. I, I don't have an ending right now, which is cool. I see it as like an invincible or, you know, Something that's not Spider-Man will go on for thousands of issues, but maybe I would love for it to go for a couple hundred or, you know, like a Strangers in Paradise where it got up to like 80 or 90. So uh, it's definitely not a miniseries, which is cool. That's good. I mean, that's it's one of those where if the fans want it, they will let you know. And if you're already on issue six, you're rolling strong because those are people who I know, oh, I got a book out there. How many did you get? Well, we got two. It's sad, <laughs> and I wish you could help them out, but it's like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't good. Maybe fans didn't want it, but if you're on issue six, you're doing something pretty good here. Yeah, it's cool. Like, at conventions, we we sell a lot of books, which is awesome, and you get to see a lot of recurring um, readers, uh, which I love seeing. And then the Kickstarters keep doing um, doing well, and we keep reaching our goal and, and higher than our goal and seeing new fans. So I've been really happy with the turnout for the book, and it seems like, a lot of people connect to the story, and uh, that's important, and uh, I'm glad. Yeah. And where did you – this is really honestly me talking here because I'm really curious about this book because, yeah. fuck, it sounds good. I have not read any of it. I will admit it. I've seen the pictures and one out of it, but fuck, I want to read it. Um, Thank you. Where, like, where did this idea come from, Kat? Because this idea sounds really – it's almost original in a sense. But you took yeah. a concept. You took the concept and you rolled with it and made it into something kind of new and fresh. Like, where the fuck did you get this idea from? Was it family, friends, or something? You're like, oh, idea time in the shower, crying and addressing the Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was more of the latter. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, so this actually was originally a screenplay I did for college, which is weird because oh, it lives so much as a comic. And I, I did the screenplay just because I took a class and I'm like, I really want to do something with superheroes and. The idea just kind of came to me, like, what are things I like in superheroes and what are things that we haven't seen? And during that time, it was like the new 52. And I was, I didn't really see a lot of family stories and I didn't see like a lot of character stories, even for Marvel. Like it was very like event heavy. And weirdly enough, uh, if I had to pick a company I like the most, it is actually Marvel. So weirdly, because I do so much for DC. Cat, don't say I, that out loud. I, DC is going to give you a call. Hey, it's Blackout Tuesday, but it's Blackout forever for you from DC now, huh? And they're like, oh, shit. Right. Uh, no, I mean, I, I love both companies a lot. And I, uh, but if I had it, like, I grew up with Marvel. Like, and I think a lot of our generation did just because of the movies and, and stuff like that. But so, but what is interesting is I think that there's an influence with both DC and Marvel in the book. And I, I kind of mentioned that is that. Um, in a lot of ways, this is Superman. He And I try to make it the superhero, as, at least power-wise, as generic as you can. He has a vulnerability, super strength, super speed, just really, really generic because I want people to relate him to the archetype of a superhero. Um, mm. But then I think the storytelling is very Marvel-like and uh, very influenced by Spider-Man and uh, Spider-Girl, which is one of my favorite comics of all time, where it, it kind of digs to the guilt and the responsibility aspect and just uh, the the double life, I think, at, at its at its core. So uh, another thing I really wanted to do is a lot of my stories tend, because I tried, I, this is the only superhero story I have, even though I think the dancer could be somewhat of a superhero story. Um, all my other stories are 
either horror or whatever. Uh, but a lot of the connection is wearing a mask and and kind of mm. having a dual identity. And and one thing I really like looking at that is in real life, a celebrity, like how celebrities are marketed and painted to be someone that they're not, um, and because they want to sell themselves. And I and I really wanted to do that with the vulnerable, where Casey thinks like, all right, he's just doing this to make money. He's just doing this to be popular. And you find out that he's not. He's genuinely doing this because he he wants to help people because of the Spider Man esque uh, responsibility he has. But you can see from her point of view that everyone, and also I forgot to add this. No, he's the only superhero in the world because so that brings oh, a really shit. a lot of responsibility. So he's the only one with superpowers of the world. And then for her, she kind of feels alone because she inherits those powers. And she's like, what do I do with this? Like, am I, do I become a hero? I don't want to do that. That's the very reason my dad left. Um, but I also don't want to be like a supervillain and I have a, a responsibility also to do something with these powers. So it's like her internal struggle of, uh, I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to like be a hero and I, I don't want to do this. I kind of hate this because I don't really like my dad. So it's, it's that struggle for her. And we, we get to see that journey throughout, uh, I would say the, the first eight issues is her origin story for sure. And we have a very big twist in the end of issue eight uh, that that puts her on the journey of. I'll say that she ends up putting the suit. We have a we have costume. I mean, we have uh, pictures where we see her in the suit. So she does end up putting the suit. But you have to see why. You know, this girl who hates superheroes, why she do it. So uh, yeah, there's uh, going back to it. That's how I came up with the stories. I don't think there was enough human stories. There wasn't enough family stories. Or there wasn't an, enough stories about character. It was always about the big event, the big plot. Let's go to space. And I was just wanting to ground it and be like, what did these people do when they're not being superheroes? And, and it doesn't mean that there's not superhero action. There totally is. And there's superhero plot, obviously. But I always want to make the core about the characters and their own character journeys. It sounds like you've done a lot of world building. A Thank lot you. of world building for that. It's, it sounds so good. Like I'm not I'm not lying or anything like that when I say it sounds good and as an indie book especially Thank this you. is a lot yeah. of detail yeah you I how try. long did you take you said it's been since college Yeah so uh it's been 5 years uh publishing it and now uh, we're finally in a place yeah we're finally in a place where we could my goal is to uh make an issue every 4 months so we're yeah. we're kind of getting to that goal um and yeah, that's that's where we're at, which is really cool. It's just after the trade, we did really well with the Kickstarter. We got because you have to build a fan base. I mean, that's mostly why we waited. The book has been written, and it's you know we could have drawn it, but you have to you have to know what your audience is. And I wanted it to be at a point before you're like releasing so many issues. You you want to make sure people are buying it and people like it. So um, yeah, we got about two hundred thirty something backers for the last one, and I think that really showed that we we're at a place that we could we could start releasing it um, more frequently. So, uh, and we're doing pretty well for the the first Kickstarter. The first day got like uh, we're close to seventy now, which is good. And it's only been like this is the second day, so um, pretty happy with it. And uh, I mean, hopefully we could get even higher than what we did last time. And and that's kind of the goal. And obviously, meeting our goal is is the is the first goal. But like mm. my head goal is to uh, do even better than the last, and and show that the audience is growing. And it seems like people have been passionate about the story. And 
yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to show you guys what's up because there's there's a lot coming up for this story, and I think we're, we're finally hitting the pedal to the metal. My name is Andrew, and I am the host of a show called Rage Hunter. And on Rage Hunter, we cover the latest news and what's trending in the gaming industry with just a hint of some sarcasm and rage. You probably have this hole, you know, this void in your life that you don't know how to fill. Well, Rage Hunter is going to fill it. And the best part is we are everywhere iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, Podbean, Instagram, Twitter. So that way, you can get as much rage in your life as possible. And some news while you're at it. So come check us out and be a part of the greatest gaming podcast in the universe. See you there. So when is the Netflix deal happening, Kat? That's the big question here. I will say the TV pilot's already written, so you never oh. know. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because you're talking about you did it was a TV, it was a college, uh, it was a movie production already or a movie script yeah. in the beginning. So that makes sense. You're all set, ready to go. You are definitely a businesswoman. <laughs> I try. Yeah, I mean, uh, since I have the TV background, I, I I thought it'd be interesting to adapt it. Uh, so I, I did. I adapt it, and now it's funny. I had a TV idea. I started writing an outline, and I was like, one of my friends is just like, you should probably write this as a comic. So the current comic I'm writing is actually originally a TV idea, so it's it's reversed. I like it. You, honestly, as a creator, and it seems like you really have a strive for writing and creating stuff, is there any other series that you want to work on after this? Because it seems like there you got a lot of good ideas, but you're investing everything into this one right now. Is there um, maybe any other possibilities of you doing more books? Oh, 100%. Um, like I mentioned before, The Dancer is completely done, and we do have the first two issues out. Um, I might add them as an add-on for the Kickstarter. I'm still figuring it out. Um, it's on my Etsy store right now, but uh, that I'm, I'm just trying to pitch that around. And right when it finished, coronavirus happened, so I couldn't pitch it oh, around. Oh, no. Everyone's delayed, so that's why I'm waiting on it, or else I'd be pitching it right now. Uh, I'm sitting on it because it wouldn't make any sense to pitch it now because there's so many books that they already planned to release that can't be released, so it'd be the worst time to pitch. So, oh, uh, yeah, so right now I'm, like, sitting on it, and I'm currently working on another mini miniseries uh, right now um, that I'm hammering out. So, yes. I am working on other stuff. I would say right now, and this idea might change Kickstarter-wise, like for All Our Daughters, that book, and, and it's going to be part of the Comic Uno publishing. Uh, and I really want to try, uh, you know, publishing the other books through uh, other companies and, you know, pitching those around, like miniseries. So that's kind of the plan right now. But yeah, always writing, and there will always be other books out because I, I always want to work on other stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. So it seems like you have been working a lot in quarantine, to say the least. Has it helped you a lot as a writer? Because I know with all that's going on right now, especially with Kickstarter and such, maybe it's been easier for you. Some creatives I know, it's not. Like, it's been really uh, tough, and they've had trouble writing and doing other stuff like that. Like, has it been the same for you? I say yes and no. I think, mm. like... Thankfully, the Kickstarter is here and I was able to do that. And I'm in it. It was a good time because people need comics and there's not a lot out there. And I think people are definitely looking at Kickstarter because we do have bigger creators going to Kickstarter, which is pretty cool. So it's becoming more of a valuable platform to put your comics on, not just for upcoming creators, but also just, you know, uh, you, creators that have uh, made their, their name already. 
But writing wise, um, definitely I've written. Uh, like I said, I wrote the this first draft of this comic and and plotted that out, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then um, I worked on a outline for one of my TV shows that I've been kind of stuck on. So uh, oh. still write. I, this is my second outline actually. I've been working on this for like two years. I wrote the whole oh, comic Jesus. and I'm like this. No, I mean the TV show. So I wrote the whole script and like this doesn't work. And I am now in the process of rewriting the outline. So that's that's fun. But you know, it's part of the creative oh, process. Sometimes yeah. things come and sometimes things don't. I think that's why there's been a struggle for. Uh, maybe for uh, quarantine and I started the comic cause I'm like, all right, I'm kind of stuck on this TV pilot. I'm going to work on this. And it, and those ideas started to flow a little bit easier. Um, and again, you got to jump towards project, different projects. So yeah, I say yes and no. I think it's especially beginning of quarantine. It was hard. It's hard to get work mm-hmm. done, especially when it's the doom and gloom of like, Oh shit, comics aren't even coming out. What's the point? Uh, but then you do have like kickstarters and you're able to push in that regard. So Yes and no. I guess is the answer to that. Yeah, that's about. And so I've been feeling the same way with that. Is it's yeah. Some days you're doing good. Some days you're like, oh my god, what? Anything? Yeah. But the outside world is good. I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go turn on the Xbox. Go play some of that. I'm just gonna watch YouTube all day. I cannot. I I think sometimes you need that. You you need so I think a lot of times the advice is always like you must write every day or else you're not a good writer. And I do believe right (laughs) but you can't do it, right? I do believe that you should have the mind frame of writing constantly, but if you don't take a break and you don't take that day to allow yourself to play Xbox or to allow yourself to, you know, just not do anything, then you're not gonna have anything good on the page. Exactly. And you can only write and drink so much cups of coffee in a day without having a stroke. You know, exactly. you, can't, you can't keep doing that. Like it's you have without that break, you will go insane. I often say is you don't want to have a shining moment. You don't turn if you're stuck with family, too, especially and you don't take your breaks, you will turn into the shining and you do not <laughs> want that. <laughs> It's true, though. You just have to yeah. know your your end. And then also, I guess, I mean, this is a struggle that I have to always go through. Is like when I'm in the zone um, or when I really want to write and I'm like, all right, today's a writing day. I won't stop. Like, I'll go from like 10 hours and be like, all right, I'm going to keep on writing. I'm like, I didn't write enough. So, uh, but yeah, I think also knowing when to take a break on those writing days is good. But then also maybe some people are the opposite where they take too many breaks. They're like, I don't write anything. So I think it just depends on like, you have to know your work ethic. So to make your own rules for me, my work ethic is like, I always want to do work. So I'm just like, I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. So for me, I have to say, I have to take a break and that's okay. But maybe there's other people that like to procrastinate and they're like, all right, now I need to know how to do work. So I think it also Mm -hmm. depends on the person. Oh yeah. And, you don't want to get to the level where you get a text from a friend or a family member. Hey, are you okay? No one's heard from you in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, exactly. yes. You got to know you how to balance your life as well. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's true. If, 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 oh, it's all a balance. It's a yin-yang sort of thing. For now, sure. I just thought about this. We kind of messed up a little bit here. Where can people find the Kickstarter at? Like, what, like, Direct them, tell them the exact link and whatnot, because we've talked about the book. Like, oh, shit, we never even said, like, the the link to go to. Although you could yeah. go to Kickstarter first. But. So, so please go to, like, Folly Daughter issue one through six. Uh, that's that's uh, um, the title name of the project. I 
they, you could probably type it in as like Kickstarter slash like Fall Out Daughter as well, but it's probably just easier to just type in like Fall Out Daughter issues one through six Kickstarter and you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like really, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really tempted to just go on right now and then add to it because I'm after this podcast is done sometime today, I'll probably use some stimulus money to give you a little bit of support there. Well, I appreciate that. I hope you enjoy the read if you do. Of course. Oh. After all this, I'm you got me convinced. Are you sending me the stuff I'm looking into it? Like, oh, I like this. I like this. Let me let me just talk to Kat personally and then find out more about it. And you've convinced yeah. me of the storyline. Well, thank you. Thank you. Of course. So is there anything we're coming near the end of the show here? Because I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, is there anything you want to tell the people? Like, where can they find you in social media if they want to follow you and such? Yeah, so you could, uh, like I said, follow my writing at DC Universe and, and Newsarama, uh, and then at Comic Uno is my Twitter handle, and Facebook, I'm also Comic Uno on there, and then my YouTube channel is Hating Claire Heroes, uh, I was a <laughs> big Heroes fan, I uh, just kept it, but uh, at Comic Uno, mm-hmm. you can find me, and uh, pretty much everywhere. I like it, I like it, well, Kat, thanks for coming on the show, this has been really fun to have you on here, and I... I think yeah. you're giving some really good advice and then also like supporting the Kickstarter and whatnot. And because you never know where these things might go. I've seen Kickstarters all of a sudden get to Netflix. So you never fucking know. You really don't. And hey, again, I got that TV background. So you, you really never See? know. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Of course. And we'll end the show like we always do. And the fel- do you have anything else you want to tell the fans? No, I'm good. Sweet. And then we'll end the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, stay classy, comic fans.